Welcome to the Make Books Travel Podcast. I'm Marlene Seegers, co-founder of Two Seas Agency, a California-based literary agency that represents publishers, agents, and a select number of authors from around the world. By interviewing international publishing professionals, I'll be giving you, listeners of this podcast, an insider's look into how books travel, from manuscript to published book, from one language to another, or from page to screen. Welcome to the very first episode of the Make Books Travel podcast. I'm very excited about this. I'd been playing with the idea of starting a podcast for a while, but never got around to it. Then COVID-19 happened. I was in Europe, in Amsterdam, early March, and I just finished one week of meetings of what was supposed to be a five-week business trip in Europe. And we learned that the London Book Fair had been cancelled. The Paris Book Fair had also been cancelled, which I was supposed to attend. So I decided to cut that five-week business trip short and flew back to California. Now, fast forward a few weeks, and as you all know, the world is a totally different place. Almost the entire international publishing world has had to adapt to working from home, whereas 2Cs has had a remote setup practically since its beginnings. And during the many virtual meetings I've had these past weeks to make up for the hundreds of in-person meetings I was supposed to have during my five-week trip in Europe, I've been asked more than once if I had any tips to share. So this led to the first episode of the Make Books Travel podcast. It's entitled The Virtual Literary Agency, and my intention is to give you an insight into how Two Cs maintains business as usual and continues to make books travel during these challenging times. Our headquarters are in Ojai, California, where I co-founded the agency in 2011 together with my husband, Derek. Ojai, as some of you may know, it's a small and beautiful town just south of Santa Barbara and quite the opposite of a publishing hub. So it soon became obvious it was going to be challenging, if not impossible, to find local co-workers who had the right profile and experience to support the agency's growth. Then in 2012, I started working with virtual staff after Derek, who is very entrepreneurial and an out-of-the-box thinker and very patient with me, ended up convincing me it could work. And he helped me set up the necessary tools, which I'll return to later. And Tusi's agency has had a completely virtual structure ever since. And this also enables us to conduct business as usual during many trips to book fairs and other essential international publishing events, which we carry out during normal times. Now, joining me from the Mediterranean island of Cyprus is Tusi's agency's senior agent, Chrysotemis Armefti. She has the most beautiful, but unfortunately to me, very difficult to pronounce name. So with her permission, I've been calling her Chris from the very beginning of our collaboration. Now, Chris joined 2C's agency in the summer of 2015 while she was living in Porto, Portugal. And almost two years ago, she moved back to Nicosia, the capital of her home country, Cyprus. Hello, Chris, and welcome to uh, the Make Books Travel podcast. Thank you for joining me from all the way from Cyprus. 10 hour time difference. Um, it's 9.09 a.m. here in California, which means nine minutes past 7 p.m. in Cyprus. How are you? Good morning, Marlene. Happy yeah. to join you in this new adventure. 
Good. Yeah, I'm glad to have you. Thank you for taking the time. I know it's late already. Um, yeah, can you? No, that's fine. Can you um, can you briefly introduce yourself and uh, explain how you ended up working in international publishing? Yeah, of course. Um, I'm a Greek Cypriot, and I studied French literature with a minor in publishing, actually, in Paris. And I've also done a master in international publishing management in Scotland. Uh, my dad is a poet and a writer. Uh, my mom had a bookstore for a lot of years. So I always wanted to work in a book-related environment. Um, growing up, I discovered that there are studies to actually become a publisher. And this is what I wanted to do. Um, but my passion for foreign rights came later on when I realized that my languages, because I speak Greek, um, English, and French, and later on I learned Portuguese, uh, could be an asset in this area. And the idea of making books travel in the whole world was actually very intriguing. I've done Great. a few internships in publishing in France and in Scotland, and then I joined my husband in Portugal. And as we all know, it's impossible to find a job in publishing as unless you really speak the language. So it took me a while, but uh, I ended up freelancing for an academic publisher in Porto, uh, mainly working on their social media presence and their marketing campaigns. But my goal was always to um, pursue the career in foreign rights. So um, when I was looking and browsing the internet and I came across the virtual internship of uh, that Two Cs was proposing, I got very excited. Um, joining Two Cs in summer 2015 was my dream come true. Thank you, thank you, Marlene. Oh, Chris, <laughs> you're making me cry. <laughs> very sweet. Yeah, I, I confirm. I mean, you have the ideal um, profile and the ideal background, even with two parents um, concerned, connected to publishing um, through their writing and their bookstore. It's uh, it's really quite an amazing journey that ended up um, with two C's. And I'm very happy to have you. And I'm also glad that actually from the beginning, it, it worked out very well. I have to say, at least that's, that's my experience to be working with you remotely. Um, as you said, you were living in Portugal then. Um, you now um, live in Nicosia in Cyprus. How, um, how do you experience working at a virtual office? I, as you said, like I found it uh, very easy uh, to to work in a virtual office. It wasn't difficult because um, as a person, you know, I I always um, I'm good being alone and uh, following uh, instructions and working on my projects. So uh, working in a virtual office in a virtual company at that point of my life, um, it gave me the absolute freedom when it came to life decisions. Um, I was in Portugal for five years and then I moved to Cyprus and I could bring my job with me. So um, I could work from anywhere as long as I had a good internet connection and that was really important. Um, and also I don't like spending <laughs> one or two hours every day in public transportation. So it's, it wor is working great with me. Um, I can't say that the vir virtual office or home office in my case has mostly advantages. 
I love that I can access information from anywhere. Like I can access our books, our client database, um, contracts from my laptop. And it doesn't matter if I'm here in Nicosia or in Paphos at my parents' house. Um, that uh, any question I have can be answered through the guidelines that you have created and other members of 2Cs have developed through the years. And even if we're not uh, physically um, uh, all the time, um, we, we're not physically at the same office, um, things run smoothly and there is no need for uh, constant supervision. All right. Um, thank you, Chris, for bringing up the uh, the set of guidelines, because indeed, as we're not in the same physical office, the, the level of communication is is totally different. And we um, as soon as I started working with uh, virtual staff, first virtual interns, and then with Chris, we um, um, who, who was first an intern and then junior and now senior agent. Um, it became clear that I needed to create a set of written guidelines uh, because there are so many things that you don't pick up on because you're not in the same physical office. And uh, for that, we um, I, I decided to create what is called SOPs, so Standard Operating Procedures. I always refer to them as the Bible of foreign rights, uh, with the difference that uh, this is a it's a set of guidelines which is organic so it's not set in stone i i started to write these guidelines um basically breaking down all the processes of um, our job as a foreign rights agent and writing them down step by step and uh from my experience, but throughout the years, the people who have worked in, within the company have uh, given their two cents to it as well and have improved them or have changed them. Sometimes things are very obvious to me. I've been working in this field for over 15 years, but uh, for the people that I work with, it doesn't necessarily um, mean that they immediately understand what I'm trying to say. So these uh, SOPs are all in uh, Google Docs and um, accessible to the entire team. And this is also how Chris and I work on a daily basis. We have um, what I call a SOD, a standard operating document, which um, we communicate on um, on a daily basis rather than giving each other uh, instructions or asking each other questions by email because that's what I felt at some point we were just emailing back and forth besides all the emails that we receive from the people that we're in touch with uh, from around the world. So I wanted to take to steer away from email as much as possible uh, for our internal communication. So this SOD, which um, we also have with our interns and with the, the, the other people that that work with us, us more on an admin level. So that is um, that, that was so much for the guidelines that uh, that Chris referred to. And um, so going back to Chris, um, prior to joining 2C's agency in 2015, what kind of work experience did you have in, in terms of physical versus remote offices? Well, most of my previous work experience was either in a shop or an office. I've worked at bookshops, um, 
other publishing houses uh, as an intern mostly and I also work for a career counselor so um, but I've done some freelancing jobs in translation and proofreading or, or as I said on social media management and, and marketing jobs which they were done remotely from my laptop. So I can say that I had some basic experience on working on my own and using certain types of so software and online platforms. But this was the first time that I was 100% working for a virtual office company. Thank and you. as we, I mean, yeah. as you said before, for the, the SODs that we have, um, it might and it might not be obvious for some people. Like we we had various people working with us um, the last few years, and for me it is super easy to follow instructions and guidelines um, read in a written form. But other people they prefer to hear um, to hear um, instructions. So um, I really found it easy to to get started. Hmm. Yes, it's good that you bring it up. It's true that we've had we've had really good experiences, but also um, not uh, yeah not so good experiences with people um, who have a different way of, of of working. And obviously, like with any job, there there's um, a good it can be a good fit or 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 a bad fit. So uh, I'm glad that Chris and I seem to have the same way of of rigor and and. Uh, our, our communication skills are very similar and um, we're both very well organized, if I may say so. Yeah. And uh, so it's it's true that, uh, as you say, Chris, some people are also uh, more visual and we've to in order to address issues that that we came across with just with the written uh, instructions, the SOPs that um, were insufficient for some people. We also started recording videos and um, just recording screenshots or, or screen recordings of uh, that show certain procedures or how to how to enter a contract to our, our rights management database or um, even how to add a title to our online catalog. So for it's always good, I think, to have to have both written and visual uh, communications and the SOPs contain links to those videos in um, for for our staff to see. Yeah, well, exactly. We develop we develop these um, throughout the years, depending on the people we had to work with us. So um, I think now we're in, on the most complete um, image of those um, SOPs, and yeah. we are lucky to have them and um, use them every day uh, for our job. Hmm. Yeah, and did you did you have to learn? Do you have to feel? Did you feel like you have to learn new skills when you started at Two C's Agency, or was there a transitional period before um, really being in the rhythm of, of of working remotely? Well, I think completing the internship uh, before joining the team officially was very important for me to get used to working with our CRM platform. Um, more specifically, learning how to efficiently follow written guidelines and instructions. It's not, as we said, it's not always obvious. And uh, develop further my social media skills, which they were basic. Um, and also learn how to communicate efficiently with people from all over the globe. 
the learning process at Marlene never ends, not even after almost completing five years at Twizies. Has the it job been five years almost? Oh my goodness. Sorry, <laughs> I interrupted you. <laughs> I mean, it feels like it's been a long time, but at the same time, it feels so short. Anyway, it's, it's, it's like you've always been there, but, uh, but I can still remember receiving your your message your very first message uh proposing to to intern for us so anyway go ahead chris sorry <laughs> yeah i mean even after five years i look back on what kind of silly questions i had <laughs> and mm -hmm. and now they seem so obvious to me um so <laughs> the job is evolving all the time we have new books we have new tools to use like we we also change it rights management system which we had to learn and we always have to adapt to the market's needs so this is what I like at Tusi's agency that we are not staying still and we are evolving all the time. Hmm. Good. Just a quick note also for uh, the CRM system that you referred to at the very um, beginning of your answer. Uh, for those who are unfamiliar with this abbreviation, it's a customer relationship management tool. So that's basically our virtual Rolodex um, where all our contacts and communication is is stored. We'll um, record a second podcast episode that will focus on the tools and the programs that we use. I uh, There's a lot of them. So I first wanted to do it within this podcast, but I, I also want to keep it short and sweet. So more on that CRM um, management tool in our next podcast. So what does a typical workday look like for you, Chris? Well, I usually get up super early and I try to check the standard operating uh, document where you can leave any notes of things that are important and urgent for me to take care of in the morning. Um, then I check my inbox and I cleaned up a little bit for half an hour and I prioritize things. I also delegate work to my two colleagues who are working in different areas in the U.S. so that they can take over in the afternoon. Um, and after that, if there is nothing that needs taken care of, I try to fit in some exercising in my mm -hmm. daily routine. Um, I avoid it most of the time, but it's really important. So 30 to 40 minutes every day, um, I try to keep active. <laughs> um, and if I don't do it early in the morning, then I will try around noon. Um, it is important because we're sitting the whole day. Yes. I hear you. <laughs> um, and then in the afternoon. And then, well, I continue with uh, with whatever tasks are urgent, um, taking care of offers, deadlines. Um, I, I do some submissions and sending mailing updates or checking on contracts and, and invoices, which are also important. Um, mm -hmm. I usually lunch by myself and then try to go for a short walk. Uh, but now with the confinement, I mean, we're all stuck at home. Um, so my walk, it's on the rooftop uh, just to catch some fresh air and um, sun. And, mm. you know, this, this routine, it can be interrupted with calls from colleagues or publishers and agents from all over the world. And uh, the good thing is that uh, despite the difference, the time difference that we have uh, in the afternoon, we have some hours of overlap and we can exchange on important matters and or even talk on Skype or WhatsApp, depending the occasion. 
um, I feel it's, it's, it's important to have this kind of connection as well, not just uh, through written form. Mm. Yes, I agree with you. It, it changes a lot to, uh, to hear somebody's voice and even um, it's very important to, uh, to, to actually see the person that you're talking to. Chris and I, we have a, a weekly Skype session um, and uh, we've done so since the very beginning. Um, so we have a video call, we see each other, we see um, our partners, each other's husbands, gets to see Millie the cat sometimes when, uh, when she uh, feels like showing up. Uh, and that makes, uh, that makes a whole difference because, of course, we, we work together, but there's, there's much more to, uh, to our relationship than, than just being co-workers. And uh, adding that visual element to it is really essential. I remember when I started working with virtual interns, I, uh, I didn't use the video option for Skype and it just didn't feel, I, I just didn't feel as connected with with the interns and as soon as I switched to video it just made a whole world of difference yeah yeah Yeah, like we've been we've been working about six months before we first met in Frankfurt so but I I felt like I I knew you very well despite the distance Yeah, that's uh, that's true. It was so funny we that we met in person only six months after we started working together. Um, but it felt really natural. I I, I really didn't have, uh, yeah. It, as I said, it felt really natural and uh, just yeah. I knew you already. So yeah, uh, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. We've been seeing each other every week, and um, we had all those exchanges from before. So mm-hmm. yeah. And so, what? Uh, so you said uh, your your typical work day. You 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 try to exercise. I I suppose that that is a challenge specifically now in the um, in the period of of confinement. But are there is there another challenge or is there a, a bigger challenge for you uh, working remotely? And and if so, how did you solve it or how are you coping with it? Well, working from home, it can get very lonely, even if we're in touch virtually with so many people. And uh, it is important to set aside time to to talk to friends and colleagues um, on the phone or and socialize uh, whenever you have time, uh, take time to do things for yourself and exercising and especially take time to switch off at night because, well, with all this, with a computer and everything, um, we tend to um, think nonstop. So it's important to switch off all the devices at night and relax, listen to some music, watch a movie or read a book um, so that you balance out um, the, the working day with your personal life. Um, this is a continuous working uh, for me, like it's a work in progress still. Um, I tend to be, a, to, be, to be a bit workaholic, so I'm trying to experiment with a lot of things so mm-hmm. that I, I take my pauses and I do things for myself. I'm working on it. Um. Mm, good. Yeah, I think it's it's important to uh, to, to really disconnect. Uh, as you work from home, there's not really a you know there's no office to go to, no physical office to go to. There's not there's not a 
now I'm at the office and now I'm at home because home is your office. And I, I, I agree with you that, and I'm also, I tend to be a workaholic. So I, uh, uh, it's one of the challenges that I am also facing and, and working on. It's, um, yeah, just saying, okay, now I've done enough. Uh, I've been working nonstop for X amount of hours. It is time to take a break and just turn off your computer or, or close your laptop and go outside in times where you can go outside. Um, luckily for me, I can still go outside here in, in California for now. Um, but um, because there's always more work to do, there's always, uh, as as people will know in foreign rights and publishing, there's, there's always more books to read. There's always, um, yeah. So it, it's important to just tell yourself, okay, I need to take a break now because it will also make the work that you will be doing afterwards a lot better. Um, I felt that going outside, getting a bit of fresh air just hits the reset button and um, I'm, I'm performing much better. I'm doing much better work afterwards. So yeah, I, I, uh, I agree with you. It's, uh, it's, it's important to take breaks and also reach out to, to people um, and uh, yeah, try and, and, and connect with, with other people. And uh, especially in these times of uh, where the coronavirus are, it forces us to, to all self-isolate. Um, yeah, we're all you... taking like the, the advices of other people like who are mm -hmm. in the same situation. So I've learned a lot from you and I'm trying to, to adapt uh, and do certain things uh, during my Uh, during my day that they will make me feel better um, work is not everything and yeah. we we tend to to work non-stop especially when it's uh, very busy before book fairs but it is important to to take those breaks and even go out for 10 minutes or 15 minutes it doesn't have to be much but uh, it is important mm -hmm. for your yeah. mental health For sure, for sure. I just also want to make a quick note that neither Chris or I have uh, children. So especially at this moment where everybody is working remotely, we are fortunate not to have, um, uh, we are fortunate to be able to to, to focus uh, on our work when we are working. And I, I do realize that when um, you're homeschooling your children at the same time, this may, of course, be a very different situation so um just on the side note as a side note um our yeah our personal situations may not be the same as uh, as our listeners um one what is the one piece of advice you have for for people who are new to working remotely chris well i will say that you have to organize your day in blocks otherwise um your inbox will become your to-do list and this is not good so <laughs> Um, What do you mean by blocks? For example, if you have to work on submissions or working on new titles, just uh, switch off, uh, pause your email and work yeah. on that um, for a couple of hours until you're done. Or if you have to work on contracts or anything else that requires your full attention, just pause your um, inbox and work on that. And then after you're done, you can go back to it and check your emails and take care of every, of anything that is pending there. Um, and 
Same goes for your breaks. It's you're working two hours, take a break, yeah. then go back to it again and do another task, a different one, not the same one all the time so that you have um, variety. <laughs> um, mm. I know that people now due to the pandemic, as, as you've said before, they work with company in the house and they they sometimes they have a family to take care of. So if you cannot work the whole day, I mean, try to wake up early in the morning and, and do things that need more focus when everyone is still asleep and mm-hmm. plan ahead your day so that uh, you or with your partner can um, have the same possibilities of working despite children and everything else that is uh, that needs taken care of in the house. Um, even do a batch cooking on a Sunday <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. If that will be, if that will free a little bit, uh, they usually busy Mondays. So um, mm-hmm. organize organization. Uh, it is important at this time, and mm. if you are working from home all the time, it is very important because you tend to do other things um, mm. if you don't plan ahead. Yeah. So basically, you're you're saying is that whatever you're doing, do it with your full attention and not um, get distracted, uh, if possible, by 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 anything else, um, such as email. Which is, I think, as I said exactly. before, it, it's so easy to let yourself be distracted by incoming uh, emails. Especially now, uh, people are a lot more on email um, because they're not in the the office environment. So. I, um, yeah, I agree with you. Do you batch cook on Sundays? Yeah, yeah. I try to cook a couple of things. So we usually have food until Wednesday, then on Wednesday, I try to make another couple of I I don't like losing a lot of time every day to cook. I love cooking, I love food, but um, unfortunately, it takes a lot of time if you want a nice, Mm -hmm. healthy meal. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> I uh yeah I I second that. Um there's a yeah last question before we uh wrap up the uh the interview. Is there anything that you're doing differently with regards to working remotely since the start of your confinement in Cyprus? Well, I still work from home like before, uh but now I share the same work workspace which is the living room basically with my husband who is working for a video game company and also work from his laptop now. The apartment is super small. Um, It can get noisy sometimes with calls from both sides, but we manage. um, We take turns who is going to go to the bedroom for the next call. Um, (laughs) Basically, is that your conference room, your your bedroom? (laughs) No, I mean, no, we prefer the living room, but when it comes that we have calls on the same time, we have to, we have to split. (laughs) Um, And lately, you know, uh, calls with clients um, and publishers um, have increased the last few weeks, given the fact that we we have missed our meetings in London and um, elsewhere this spring. So it, this is a good way to to stay in touch to with people, to share our feelings about the situation and talk about everything that we were supposed to say during our personal meetings. So um, we're yeah. adjusting and I think, well, we're there is always a solution. I mean, um, it's not the end of the world. <laughs> hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I uh, I agree with you. It's uh, it's important to um, yeah to stay positive, to share, to connect with people. Um, I think this too shall pass. And um, yeah, on that positive note, I'd like to thank you, Chris, for your time, for your input. Thank you also our listeners for joining us on this very first episode. I um, am delighted to to be doing this and to share our experiences with you. I hope you enjoyed it and you... um, also, that you're patient with us. Uh, this is the first time that both Chris or I am. Uh, we are doing this, so yeah, there were a little, there were a couple of things that um, may have been different had we had more experience. So, but overall, I'm very happy with it. So I hope you are too, Chris. Any last words? Yeah. Well, thank you, Marlene, for having me and thank you for um, accepting me to be part of Two Seas and I love working with you and I look forward to the next episodes of this podcast. All right. Great. Thank you so much, Chris, and see you all next time. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Makebooks Travel Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Check out the agency's website, 2CsAgency.com, for more information and resources about the international publishing scene. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a positive review. Merci et à la prochaine!